Rodney Jane here. At Bob Jane T-Mart, get spring holiday savings. Buy three tyres and get the fourth absolutely free. Plus, up to $150 instant cash back on trusted tyre brands like Bridgestone, Yokohama, Goodyear, BF Goodrich, Michelin, Zenon and Motorsport X. Alloy wheels from only $125 and tyres from just $69. All with our best tyre price guarantee. We'll look after you. Test season apply. coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag, this is a suspended uh, race. Hey, yep, it's the Parked Up Podcast. We're powered by Racefields here. My name is Grant Rowley. This is episode 201 of Parked Up. Of course, we get to do two episodes of Parked Up uh, every week now with Mark Fogarty's Parked Up Plus. So uh, we're racking up the podcast faster than you can count. Well, look, it's only 201. It's not that fast, uh, but a, uh, a nice moment for Parked Up to get there. Um, yeah, Mark Fogarty, when he did episode 200, didn't acknowledge it at all. So I'll acknowledge 201. And also acknowledge the great partners that we've had across the journey, including Bob Jane T-Marts, the great race fuels, Mark Tierney and his awesome crew, who do a splendid job and have been the uh, naming rights partner of Parked Up, or at least we've been powered by race fuels, I think since like episode 11 or 10 or 11 or something. So um, yeah, great to have their support. I should also thank Tony D., uh, who does come on from time to time and was uh, part of the first hundred odd episodes as well. So um, certainly couldn't have been done without all them. Okay, that's it. No more back slapping. We've just, uh, we're living in a post Newcastle world and it's cool. There was so much to talk about from the uh, opening round of the 2023 Repco Supercars Championship some really great things, some pretty sour things as well, uh, but all of it added to a, a great story and an exciting year of motorsport, both on and off the track at uh, the supercars level. So um, the Australian Grand Prix and the, the supercar support races there, which will make up round two of the championship, just can't come fast enough. So... If you're after all the meaty goss, then you've got to go back and listen to Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty. He went through uh, a lot of the issues, a lot of the good talking points that we saw from Newcastle. Of course, Parked Up Plus comes out every Monday and folks uh, had some uh, detailed analysis on on some of the things that were happening there. Shane Van Gisbergen versus Chad Nalon in the uh, in the press conference and and how that all came to pass. Uh, the penalties, of course, that was uh, handed out on the Saturday for Red Bull Ampole Racing uh, and, and a whole bunch of other stuff that made for a pretty interesting weekend of motorsport up there in Newcastle, which was uh, which was really, really cool. He also had a extended chat with Michael Massey, of course, former F1 race director, uh, and he's now back in Australia in his role with supercars. So Fogue's got a, uh, some extended time with Michael Massey uh, at Newcastle. 
and we haven't we, we've we've seen little interviews with him, but this was the first real sit down uh, with a major uh, journalist, a major publication. And and Michael was good enough to give uh, folks that time in Newcastle, and you'll hear that full interview uh, at the towards the end of this podcast. But uh, where I went with this podcast is that look, I love talking to. Uh, I love talking to the fans. Um, I don't know if the fans like talking to me, but anyway, I guess when you throw a microphone in their face, uh, some of them run and hide and others uh, are more than willing to offer their time. And I asked a few key questions from the weekend, uh, including what they thought of the Gen 3 race cars and also the Newcastle 500 event. For me, awesome event. The atmosphere was fantastic. Heaps of people. Uh, you know, being seaside there is such a wonderful experience, and and the weather was uh, absolutely perfect as well. Except uh, Saturday night, I think it was, and it started raining as we we're all trying to leave the tracks, which is fine because it was kind of hot. But uh, when you're carrying bags of computers and cameras and all of those things, you don't want to get wet anyway. That was like the if that was the worst thing that had happened, then uh, we're we're all pretty good. Um, so. I, uh, yeah, bowled out with the microphone and asked fans firstly what they thought of Gen 3. First time we got to see them in racing conditions with the new Ford Mustang, with the new Chevrolet Camaro. They look great on track. They sounded great. Maybe not the best, like, racetrack to have their first outing. So still heaps of questions on uh, some of those parity issues and are they up to scratch? Are they uh, a great replacement for... The old Gen 2 cars, we're probably still to find out a bunch more as the season goes on. But for round number one, I reckon they've, they've they absolutely hit the mark. But why listen to me? Let's listen to the fans. They're the ones who pay the money at the gate to come and watch. And I caught up with a bunch of them. So here they are, fans versus Gen 3. Uh, okay, we've seen Gen 3. What's your thoughts? Uh, very interesting. Um it's a lot more of a challenge for the drivers. I think you need a bit more skill to drive these cars. So I think it'll be real fun. Hey, we've seen Gen 3 now. What's your thoughts? Absolutely awesome. Brilliant. Closest buggery. Top 10 shootout was brilliant. What do you like most about it? Is it the look of the cars? Is it the speed, the sound? I like the fact that they're squat, really low and wide. So when you see them on track, they just look really cool. Guessing you're a Walkinshaw fan. Did you switch from Chevy to Ford? Yeah, I say I'm, I'm, I'm back in a Mustang at the moment. I haven't quite got myself to say that I'm on that blue oval, but yeah, it's a challenge. But I'm Walkinshaw through and through from years ago, so following through. We've seen Gen 3 now. What's your thoughts? Uh, very impressed. Cars look mean, uh, lower. Uh, I'm sure they'll get faster, but uh, it's great to see them out on track after such a long time of development. So, yeah, really looking forward to this season. Tell me, what do you think is the best thing about the new gen cars? Uh, basically, closer looking to the to the road going cars on both, because I mean, I think the Mustang of the last few years has looked a little bit ordinary to say to say the least. But uh, I think it's. It's a really good-looking car now, even though I'm a Chevy and a Holden fan uh, through and through, but I think this is going to be a really exciting season. Hey, we've, we've seen Gen 3 on track now. What's your thoughts? I thought they're great. I think they're really good. Sound good? Look good? Yeah. What do you reckon? What's, what's the best bit for you? 
um, Brady Kostecki on the top, I suppose. Um, someone different to Red Bull. So, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed that. Uh, okay, um, and a Brody Kostecki fan, that's a, um, what do you think his chances are for this year's championship? Well, by, by on today's performance, pretty good, I think. He, um, yeah, qualified, qualified one, so he's um, obviously better in the, enjoying the um, Gen 3 cars a bit better than last year's car, you know what I mean? So, yeah, he looks like he'd be alright, I think. We've seen Gen 3 on track, what's your thoughts? Fantastic, love him. Absolutely love them. They're fast, they look aggressive, they're loud, they're mean. Brody Kostecki nailing it for pole. Can't be any better. Lots of Brody fans at the moment as well. Do you think he's a chance for the championship? I actually do. Look, legit, Erebus this year are going to have that nailed. Uh, Brody suits the car, he suits the style of the car. Look at this 0.15 of a second, gapping the field. Doesn't happen. Alright, lads, we've seen Gen 3. What are your thoughts? Oh, sensational, beautiful. The cars look sensational and um, yeah, the Mustang is just way better. Yeah. yeah, the cars look really good. They've done a good job. Go real fast. Go, they're just really good cars. Look awesome. Now, are you boys siblings by chance? Yes, uh, we are. Yes, yeah. Yes. And, diff and different camps. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I've always been a fan of Chaz. Even when he went to uh, Holden, I still liked him, but now I'm stoked that he's back. Stoked. So Ford fans through and through, Ford family? Always. Yeah. Every car's a Ford at home, so always yeah. be a Ford fan. Can the Fords beat the Chevys in 2023? Yes. Yeah. Always yeah. will. My money's on Chaz. My money's on Chaz this year. Hopefully um take a few wins home, maybe a championship. So yeah. We've seen Gen 3 out on track. What's your thoughts? Oh, it's excellent. Yeah, I went out for the um, test day at Dyson Creek also, and that was just amazing. Um, good to see the flames back. Um, that's like one of the best parts, yeah. And just the cars moving around, and that's just amazing to see them out on track in Newcastle. We've seen Gen 3 out on the tracks now. What's your thoughts? Yeah, they're really good, very entertaining, especially in this corner. There was a lot of bit of carnage in there, but that no, was really good, really good to see it. Hey, you're like one of very few not wearing any team merch. Who are you supporting? Uh, Chaz Mostert. Why Chaz? Because um, I've watched him in every car. I used to go for Scott McLaughlin, but obviously he went into IndyCar now. So, yeah, I support Chaz and I love all the stuff he does. And, yeah, he's a great driver. <laughs> Uh, we've seen Gen 3 out on track. What's your thoughts of the new cars? Oh, I love them. Absolutely love them. What do you like the most about them? Just they're actually the proper shape. Then you know, they're not cut short like they were the old cars, especially the Mustangs. So just generally, they're just a good car. Uh, who are you supporting? I dare say maybe Ch uh, Cam Waters, judging by that hat? Oh, a little bit, but more Anton. Even though I've got Cam's hat on, but just... just Full on Ford man. So, yeah. Hey, we've seen Gen 3 on track. What are your thoughts? Initial thoughts are they're quite wide cars, quite low compared to the other cars, and uh, they're still as loud as ever, so really enjoying it. Uh, Red Bull fan, we can only assume by the shirt. Oh, exactly, through and through. Uh, go the Camaros, as much as I'm a Holden fan. And as you would have just heard, a great response from the fans that there wasn't uh, really one complaint.
Everyone loves them. And yeah, you would have been really hard pressed to hear anyone who was anti-Gen 3. Uh, maybe Shane Van Gisbergen, <laughs> maybe a couple of the drivers. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a cool story that's uh, going to play out as the season goes on, as the drivers and the teams get to grips with these new cars and and how they're going to perform and handle. So, uh, yep, that's a uh, a story that will evolve as 2023 and beyond unravels. And look, I should mention in there, uh, there was a guy, Dave, big Brody Kostecki fan. He has just launched his own podcast. You might see Dave at the circuit. He is always wearing a hat and he has titled his podcast a chat with the hat. He even had some stickers and he uh, he gave me a sticker. So uh, that was kind of cool. You'll be able to search up a chat with a hat. I told him I'd give his podcast a plug and there it was. Okay. So I also asked some other fans what they thought of the Newcastle 500. Now the event is awesome. It, it's terrific. It's set in a, in a great part of the world uh, and and I think with the uh, amount of fans that we saw come through the gate, that there's no doubt that it has a future as a round of the Repco Supercars Championship. It does have some protesters, though, with local businesses and the locals in that area of East Newcastle, they can get pretty frustrated with uh, bunches of concrete blocks and tyre bundles and disruption in their local area, which is kind of understandable. But, uh, you know, for the greater good, uh, having all the big supercar circus come down, um, for me, makes a heap of sense. But, yeah, look, I've got to deal with it for four or five days of my life, not for the uh, four to six weeks as it, uh, you know, takes to build a, a street track like that. Anyway, I asked people within the precinct what they thought of the event and, do they want to see the race continue into the future? So here we go. Fans versus Newcastle 500. Jeff, tell me, what do you think of the Newcastle 500? Awesome. Absolutely awesome event. Hopefully it continues after this year. Yeah, so I guess that's the big question. A little bit of chat about how the event might not be here. Do you want it to return? Hell yeah. <laughs> it should be back here. <laughs> what do you like most about it? Just the atmosphere, the buzz, what it brings to the city. Yeah, no, love it. I've got Daryl and Jody here. Daryl, the Newcastle 500, do you like it? It brings my friends that I go to Bathurst with every year from Sydney to Newcastle to visit. We, so we have two, year, two days a year or two weekends a year where we get to party and enjoy supercars. Excellent, Jody, and you're part of the party as well? I'm part of the party. I have been for quite a number of years and we love it. The Newcastle 500. There's been a couple of questions about its future. Do you guys want to see it return? Love it to return. As I said, my mates come visiting. Otherwise, they come occasionally for parties and stuff like that. But a couple of them have never been in Newcastle till the first supercar event. And that's what my best mate from Sydney is just like, I'll be in Newcastle more often now. I didn't realise how good it was. The harbour, the beaches, I took them for a drive around. They, Yeah, they were stoked. Craig, what are your thoughts on the Newcastle 500? I think the Newcastle 500 for Newcastle is, is a great asset to the, the city. Um, the economy is heavily boosted by the, the people that travel from far and wide. Um, 
spoken to people from Queensland, Victoria over the last couple of days that have never been to Newcastle and um, they think what a great city this is and I said well you need to come back and really lap it up and go to like the wineries and everything else. Um, the three day weekend, perfect weather, um, the great, great atmosphere, um, being 160,000 yesterday and they're expecting the same today. So uh, yeah, couldn't think of a better way to spend a weekend than here at Supercars. And I guess it's not just the cool event inside the precinct, but there's just so much to do here in Newcastle. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we were just over at the Aussie Supercars and got to chat to Charlotte Pointing and got photos with her. And um, we've travelled right through the other exhibits and spent a fair bit on merch over the weekend. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great thing for Newcastle. I've got Hendrix here. Hendrix, tell me, what do you think of the Newcastle 500? I love it. Absolutely love it. It's fantastic. The sights, the sounds, everything. It's, it's so cool. Now, are you a local or have you travelled here? Uh, no, I live up in Sydney. So, you know, we came here on Thursday night and been here all weekend. It's fantastic. What do you like most about the Newcastle 500? Oh, I just love, I love just the event itself, the racing, how tight it is, how hard the track is to, all the drivers say it's really hard to overtake, so it's, it's really exciting, it's a great spectacle. Uh, there's been a couple of questions about the future of the event, this is the last confirmed one, should it get renewed, should it come back? Absolutely, I think, I think everyone really, really loves this event, I think it'd be great for them to continue it in years to come, it'd be so cool. Uh, and I, uh... A Holden Racing Team fan turned into a Chevy Racing fan. Is that the is is that where you're at? Uh, I don't think it'll ever be the same without Holden, but they're they're working on it. They're getting there. I think one day maybe. Okay, I've got Michael here. Michael, tell us your thoughts of the Newcastle 500. Mate, it's um, awesome. Was come in and watch the um, the new Gen 3s, Camaros, and yeah, it's just an awesome weekend. Yeah, cool. What do you like most about it? Is it the event, the atmosphere? Oh, the atmosphere, mate. The atmosphere and the, um, the event. You know, they put on a good show and, yeah. Uh, are you from the Newcastle area? Yes, I'm from um, Wars End, um, Maryland End area. Yeah, born and bred. The event isn't locked in for next year. This is the last oh, yeah. one on the deal. Would you yeah. like to see it come back? Oh, yeah, for sure, mate. Yeah, yeah it's just, just great. You know, it's good, good for the Newcastle. You know, and yeah, it's really, really good. Do you find what what's the vibe of the town like in the lead up to the event and, and during the event? Oh, um, just just um, everyone just just um, be oh, grateful. The, the, um, you you watch the um, V8s in the own backyard, and yeah, it's just just great. Lincoln, what are your thoughts on the Newcastle 500? It's great, mate. I'm enjoying it um, up the up the Mustang. Oh, very good. You're wearing a very retro FPR shirt. I like it. Uh, the event isn't locked in for 2024 and beyond. Would you like to see the Newcastle 500 come back? I would because I'm a Novocastrian um, and I like the event. I like my, like my cars. Um, I'm, I'm a Ford man, as you can see. So, um, yeah, we'd like to see it back. So some of the locals protest uh, about it, but uh, really cool to hear from a uh, someone in the local area who, who likes the event. Yeah, um, I'm not in the dead centre of town, um, so it's a little little easier for me. Um, but it's a it's a great event. Uh, you can see that you know lots of people have come here through since Friday, um, and hopefully it comes back next year. Okay, I've got Cassidy here. Tell me what you think of the Newcastle 500. 
Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's honestly the best thing for Newcastle. It brings a lot of people here. We don't usually have anything like big like this, so I think it's a really, really good thing for Newcastle. So whereabouts do you live? Obviously local? Yes, I'm in Cardiff at the moment. <laughs> Great. And uh, do you sense the town changes, has a, has a really cool vibe when supercars come to town? Yeah, I do. I really do. <laughs> it's like talk, you know, it's like gossip, I guess. I don't know, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Uh, and what do you like most about it? Mm, I don't know, really. I just like motorsports in general. So, yeah, that's why I like it, I guess. And you've got a uh, little junior here as yeah. well. What's the event like for the kids, keep, keeping them entertained during a uh, long race day? Um, it's pretty easy. I mean, it's been a while since we've been here. Um, but last time I bought her here, she was quite entertained with the cars. So I didn't oh. find it an issue with her a while ago when we were here last. <laughs> And yep, an overwhelming positive response for the Newcastle 500. Of course, they were people who paid their money at the gate to come through and be part of it. So uh, maybe not the best sample of people to ask. Maybe if I'd gone and seen some of the locals outside of the precinct to uh, see what they thought, maybe it could have been different. But certainly those uh, hundreds of thousands of fans who came through the gate, there wasn't many who would have been disappointed with what they saw. So roll on the rest of the 2023 Repco Supercars Championship. Very exciting. Uh, and uh, yeah, who knows what's going to happen. Lots and lots of stories to come out of it. You'll hear them all on Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty. And of course, that is every Monday. Now, speaking of folks, he sat down with Michael Massey, former F1 race director. He's now head of the Supercars Commission, and playing a key role in the future of the sport. He also does a whole bunch of other uh, racing-related and other business-related ventures here in Australia. One of the uh, nicest guys that we've had in the paddock, uh, a great export, and it's uh, it's even better that he's uh, imported himself back uh, into the supercars paddock. So here we go. It is Michael Massey versus Mark Fogarty, and you're listening to Parked Up. Michael Massey, welcome to Parked Up. Well, Michael, you've been back in Australia now almost a year. First off, how is it being back home? Uh, it's amazing to be home, Mark. Um, you know, being particularly being based out of uh, Sydney these days, where all my uh, effectively my hometown around family and friends has been brilliant um so no it's been really really good and not traveling anywhere near as much living on planes and out of hotel rooms uh, has its its advantages it's fair to say that since you came back you've kept a reasonably low profile but you have been busy haven't you oh yes i have um you know low profile contrary to popular beliefs, probably the way I actually prefer it. Um, as you know, having known me for uh, just a few years. Um, but no, I have been keeping busy uh, with my respective roles um, that are all sort of coming about together with um, you know, chair, uh, being appointed chair of the Supercars Commission, uh, being a member of the South Australian Motorsport Board uh, that runs the Adelaide 500, um, and then more recently being appointed as a director on the board of Karting Australia. Um, so, you know, there's a few little projects and then other little consultancy projects along the way that have um, well and truly kept me busy. Let's talk about your position as chair of the Supercars Commission. Interesting group and its place in supercars. So, 
yeah, explain for the listeners, what is your role and what does the Commission actually do? You know, interestingly, so the Commission from when I was first involved with the Commission, when it was first set up uh, in, let's call it 2012, I think it was, um, effectively in those times it had a lot more involvement, bits and pieces, but effectively now since um, the Race Investment Group has purchased the, um, the business, it has membership from all of the teams, there's two supercars members and then myself as the independent chair, uh, and effectively it is from you know the sporting, the technical um, elements of the sport, uh, we meet once a month online um, at the moment, and you know is guiding that side of it. So it's very much um, you know nearly sort of a much more sort of focused technical and sporting group is probably the best way to put it. Um, but providing the supercar business as a whole, um, you know that direction and guidance with teams' input. Um, into where we go in the future, um, not only short term but also longer term, and you know it's been quite, let's call it intense. Uh, each of the meetings so far, leading into the introduction of the Gen 3 supercars, and being here at Newcastle, seeing the spectacular display and the way that the cars have rolled out is a credit to the entire business um, and each of the teams involved. I think everyone should be very proud of, you know, the. You know, the small is effectively the fields covered by a blanket. <laughs> um, you know, everyone should be proud of that. But Gen Three, it it hasn't come easily, though, has it? No, it hasn't. Um, you know, obviously, I've have very little to do with it um, until coming in in September. But no, it hasn't come easily. Uh, but nothing ever does when you've got the largest, you know, technical change that the sport has arguably ever seen. Um, and you know it's been yes there's been some intense moments there's been a lot of pressure but you know from and a lot of hard work behind the scenes from every single one of the teams in pit lane from supercars themselves various suppliers to get to this point and you know let's not forget that not too long ago you know we're all in a COVID environment global supply chains have been absolutely hit out of the park left right and center even with the normal road car market so taking the specialist market that is motorsport and you know for me the supercars category but the and the supercars category but australian motorsport as a whole should be proud of what we achieve we well and truly bat um bat above on a global scale with getting things done so no it's a credit to everyone yeah well we're here gen 3 is up and running the cars are running remarkably well it has to be said but it just does seem to me and you were around at the time this, this has been a more difficult birth than car of the future was um i wouldn't call it more difficult a different set of challenges is probably what i would call it there is a far um, greater number of control components and control specification components from and yes i was involved in car of the future um introduction to the gen 3 so that side of it has certainly changed a lot um, the philosophy in a number of areas with the reduction in downforce and so forth has changed a great deal. Um, you know, engines going the way that they are, there's a whole lot of you know, elements with regards to where the engines were historically and so forth. Um, you know, all of that side of it, all coming in together with, as I said earlier, the various supply chain issues and so forth, has all sort of added up. Um, so yes, it's been a different lot of challenges. Um, but you know, it happens in different ways with that complete new 
let's call it clean sheet of paper when you're coming in. Back to the Supercars Commission, unlike the AFL Commission or the NRL Commission, your commission's decisions are not binding, are they? It's more, it's a, it's, it's a recommending commission, a recommending body, isn't it? Correct. So um, the simplest way to put it is the commission um, in normal terms would be a specialist advisory board um, is probably in terminology wise and that then makes recommendations to the supercars board um, and the supercars board then effectively has to approve and ratify those or choose not to take them Um, but more often than not as we've seen when we've got unanimous approval at a commission level for something um, you know normally um, it's due process go through the supercars board relatively smoothly a lot of voices on the commission or, you know, all the teams and the other stakeholders, major stakeholders in, in the sport are involved. I would have thought sometimes, often maybe, it's like trying to herd cats. No, not at all. I wouldn't call them herding cats. I'm, um, interestingly for me, um, bar a couple of people on the commission, I've known everyone from my previous time with supercars. So, um, you know, even seeing some of those that were mechanics, engineers, you know, in previous lives, let's call it, now being team principals and being on the commission. So, you know, a lot of us have sort of, or many of us, have grown through this sport in different capacities. Um, so, no, there's a lot of personalities, there's a lot of different perspectives, um, a lot of different um, even agendas maybe sometimes that have, need to be put forward, but that's part of this sport as a whole. Um, but interestingly, you know, and particularly with the the car of the, well, I should say, I was going to say the car of the future, the Gen 3 introduction, um, the part that's been refreshing um, and something that I'm proud of is the manner in which all of the teams actually work together to get to this point, um, knowing full well that we would get here to Newcastle and have, you know, there would be shortages in different bits and pieces because of time frames and everyone's just working together. Um, to get A to this point and through particularly this first championship round and that's something that you know should not be discounted and everyone should actually be proud of getting to this point. There'll still be the competitive element on track, um, there's no doubt about that, but behind the scenes um, everyone has been working together be it uh, GM or Ford based uh, products um, because of the nature of what Gen 3 is. Okay, you're on the board of the South Australian Motorsport Board yes. which was reinstituted for the return of the Adelaide 500, which had a sensational comeback uh, at the end of last year. From your position on the board, what talk about the, the renewed enthusiasm for the event and how its future is shaping up and the likelihood that the government will in fact, the state government will invest more to make the event bigger. Well, obviously I can't talk on behalf of the event as a whole, but from what I've seen as a member of the board, um, you know, this was a vision of uh, Premier Malinaskis. He's, um, you know, from what I saw from the outside, let's call it, it was one of the um, the cornerstones of his election campaign. Um, and, you know, the way that the event returns uh, last year was, you know, a credit to everyone involved, uh, you know, from you know, the board side of it, um, particularly Andrew Daniels, who was in previously the CEO of the event uh, many years ago, um, but from Andrew's leadership as the chair of that board, uh, Mark Warren and the entire team on a day-to-day basis, 
um, you know, did a brilliant job in getting that event executed together with all of the uh, various supplies in the time frame. Um, you know, let's not forget that it was sort of seven odd months from the uh, push the go button to the event. So it was brilliant. Uh, there's a number of exciting uh, things in the pipeline, let's call it, that we've, uh, we're working on collectively um, as a board. We've got Robbie Williams uh, this year that's going to be um, act, which is a huge coup for both the state and the event itself. Um, and, you know, the final event of the Supercars Championship. Hopefully we've got a very close championship down to the wire that's decided on the Sunday, which will make it even more entertaining. So, no, this, you know, I can't exactly go into detail of what we're uh, looking at, but there's some exciting things happening in the background and there's the Adelaide 500 as an event, but we've also got the um, Bridgestone World Solar Challenge that also sits under mm -hmm. the South Australian Motorsport Board's um, overall uh, responsibilities so you know there's those couple of things which very different in what they are um, that are keeping us us from a direction perspective and a strategic direction um, but it's really enjoyable working with a great group of uh, people on the board and from a management side and as you mentioned at the top of this chat um, you're also on the board of karting australia so well you're putting something back into the sport and of course Cutting Australia is run by your well, basically your your mentor as a motorsport administrator Kelvin O'Reilly. Uh, yes it is so you know everyone on the Cutting Australia board um, all the members of the board are all voluntary um, and you know having been involved in from when effectively Karting Australia went from the AKA structure to the KA structure. Um, when Mick uh, Doohan was chair, um, Kelvin came in as CEO um, and I was working there, but no, working with Kelvin again, but we've also got you know, uh, Kevin Davis who um, runs Oztech Industries or SP Tools as the chair, Garth Tanders on the uh, board, um, Rob Crawford who used to be the uh, the team manager at um, the Toll Holden Racing or Toll HSV dealer team and so forth. So there's actually Samantha Reed is on there. Um, you know John Reynolds, David Reynolds' father's a director. So there's a, a group of people that um, you know from a sport perspective have different capacities. So it's great. We've got a good um, good skills mix of people on the KA board, and it's good to give something back. Um, you know, seeing the way that karting in this country has you know. The evolution, particularly of the Australian Kart Championship, and seeing the record numbers there, and the types of events that are being run, um, it's a credit to you know the boards previous to now, but um, particularly Kelvin and Lee Hanacek um, as the chief operating officer, and the way that they've guided that um, system day to day um, is a credit to everyone involved, and it's a pleasure to be involved um, on the KA board and. Uh, looking forward to you know, being able to contribute um, and give a little bit uh, back to a sport that's been very, very good to me for my entire professional life. You made it very clear at the beginning of this that you're very happy to be in Australia, loving what you're doing. But, you know, as a motorsport enthusiast as much as anything else, well, do you miss Formula One? Do you miss being working in the Formula One environment? probably miss some of the people um, you know, I was very fortunate that I got to meet some amazing people from all corners of the globe and that's one of the things that you um, you miss um, so yeah, there's the excitement of some of the events and so forth but no I'm 
you know, it had a, uh, you know, that sort of in the past as far as I'm concerned and uh, looking forward, loving being home, um, being based in one spot uh, is doing me the world of good. I probably haven't been um, fitter than I have in a very long time um, and, you know, it's just a bit of focus on um, re-adjusting re priorities in life these days. So, no, I miss some of the people um, and looking forward to catching up with a number of them down in uh, Melbourne when they're all out, particularly a number of members of my old team at the FIA that I worked with. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's the people. And what about, there was a personal toll. Some of the social media reaction was, let's say, very harsh. Have you got over that? Yeah, no, and that side of it, you know, you are anti-social media as I uh, probably deem it. Um, no, there was a personal toll. Um, there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, being in such a, a public face, um, you know, for those things has its impacts. Um, I was extremely fortunate that I had behind the scenes um, some support of some amazing people. Um, both in the industry and personally, um, who I couldn't have got through through it without, um, you know. And all those individuals know exactly who they are. So, um, but there was a small group of them, and they were all amazing. Um, so, you know, knowing that you've got um, friends and loved ones, um, you know, and those partnerships to actually get you through. Um, but no, and you know, as I've you and I have joked about, Mark, I've uh, well, joked or not. I'm fitter than what I've ever been in a long time. Um, you know, it's just sort of different priorities, um, both physically and mentally, um, in life. Um, it's sort of, it's, it's effectively a reset in many regards and you know, one that I'm thoroughly enjoying and embracing. But still, I mean, I, I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, that, you know, it, it, it got to the point, you know, how serious or not, but, you know, you had a, what, a, at least a death threat multiple. No, it did have multiple death threats, um, you know, and at the time you sort of just brushed them off. Um, effectively, you know, I didn't worry about it, but no, there were a few death threats. There were um, threats upon the family members of mine, you know, and there was just, there's some really, you know, really weird stuff, let's just say, that came out of it. Um, but I sort of there were probably other priorities at the time when that all came about and I just ignored um, ignored a lot of it and you just sort of had to compartmentalise um, in my head about different bits and pieces as things went on and you know it's not some it's not a position I don't care who it is that anyone should be put in whatsoever um, regardless if they're my worst enemy or not um, it's not something that should be condoned there is the end of the day that's just it's not on um, it's not acceptable you know it's I had a number of people in this paddock driver wise and so forth and you know Chaz has been very vocal about the no social hate element in particular um, that it's just you know we're all everyone in this sport as a whole is extremely passionate um, about the teams that they follow the drivers that they follow or the vehicle brands that they follow um, and you know Embracing passion is one part, but uh, you know, threatening people 
in any way, shape or form, be it, be it official to other drivers or teams and that, is just not on um, and it's not should not be tolerated in any way, shape or form. Um, you know, yes, let's encourage rivalries and so forth, but, uh, you know, keep it exactly that. Don't go below the belt to, to use the vernacular. No, indeed. Very well said. And as, as, as we pointed out, you were the victim of some appalling stuff and it's, it's great that you've been able to get over it and you've always been, in my experience, a very resilient person and that's, along with the support you had, uh, stood you in good stead. Well, Michael Massey, it's great to have you back in Australia and great to have you back in Supercars. Thank you for your time. Thanks, folks. Always a pleasure chatting. Thank you, Michael Massey. Thank you, folks. That is another episode of Parked Up in the Can. Again, 201 episodes. Thanks to everyone for listening. Please subscribe. We need your subscriptions. And if you can't do that, maybe follow us on the socials and see when we're uh, putting out new pods. Of course, we put out two every week, Parked Up Plus, every Monday. And this one every Thursday. And, of course, if you don't like those and you can listen to some of the other pods in the network are Family of Productions, which are the Girls on the Grid and the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast. We just had another one land uh, and they focused on the Aussie Racing Cars uh, series that has been running for well over 20 years now and uh, uh, one of the most enduring support categories that uh, that, that, we've, that we've ever seen here. So uh, go and check that out. Of course, the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast. I'm Grant Rowley. You'll hear from me next week. Enjoy your week. You've just listened to another Network Car production. Hi, Rodney Jane here. At Bob Jane T-Marts, we have big brands and bigger deals. Buy three and get the fourth tyre free on selected Bridgestone, Yokohama and Dunlop tyres. Plus, up to $150 instant cash back on big brands like BF Goodrich, Dunlop, Michelin, Continental, Pirelli and more. Alloy wheels from only $125 and tyres from just $69, all with our best tyre price guarantee. At Bob Jane T-Marts, we'll look after you. Tastes and C's apply. Bob Jane.